0: morning. Let's all stand, shall we, and begin our worship this morning by reading God's word to each other. Be exalted, Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your might.
1: great ball. bring forth the royal diadem and crown. grace he ransomed from the fall. Bring him who saves you by his grace and crown him All majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. To him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. Let every kindred, every tribe, on this to rest real. In him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. To him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord. feet may we'll join the everlasting song and cry. Worship Jesus. Let's continue to do it again. Sing it together. He's coming on the clouds. He's coming on the clouds kings and kingdoms will bow down and every chain will break as broken hearts declare his praise who can stop the Lord Almighty our God is the lion the lion of Judah he's warring with power and fighting our battles and every knee will bow before him. Our God is the lamb, the lamb that was slain. For the sins of the world, his blood breaks the chain. And every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the lion and So open up the gates, make way before the King of kings. Our God who comes to save, is here to set the captives free. Who can stop the Lord
2: Almighty?
1: Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah with power and fighting our battles and every knee will bow before him our God is the lamb the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world his blood breaks the chains and every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb oh every knee will bow before with powers and fighting our battles And every knee will bow before Him Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain For the sins of the world, His blood breaks the chains And every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb Oh. Bow before the lion and the lamb. And every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. And every knee will bow before the lion. Amen. Thank you for singing. You may be
0: seated. Want to welcome everybody to Hebrew Baptist Church this morning, and especially we want to uh, welcome our guests this morning. If you are a guest with us this morning, if you look on the back of the pew in front of you, you'll find a couple of QR codes. Uh, that top code is for you to be able to fill out a visitor's card. Uh, fill that out, and then if you go to the steps, first step, next steps desk, I'll get the name right here eventually. Uh, you go to the next steps desk, right out the double doors here, and immediately to your left. And uh, if you are a first time guest, uh, we have a gift for you as well. We'd like for you to pick that up. And we want to uh, get to know you a little bit, uh, and that's the purpose for the visitor's card. If you are not the uh, techie sort of person and you prefer to fill out a real paper copy of visitor's card, we have those also at the Next Steps desk, so you can do that there as well. Uh, purpose, uh, our purpose here at Hebrew Baptist Church is to help you to take your next step toward Christ. So regardless of what that step might be, whether it's a, your first step in becoming to uh, accept Christ as Savior or uh, perhaps uh, your next step is baptism or maybe joining a life group or a D group or perhaps even uh, getting signed up to go on a mission trip, uh, you can take care of that at the Next Steps desk. They will help you in that endeavor as well. And so uh, there will be somebody there to to, uh, to help you with whatever that is that uh, that you need to do in your next step toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we're going to uh, transition to a time of prayer right now, and we want to pray for uh, our service this morning. We also want to pray for other needs that are uh, either relating to our congregation or uh, just about anything in the world, including uh, some missionaries this morning. So, Will you join me in prayer this morning, Father? This morning, as we uh, begin to worship here, we uh, we uh, realize that one of our core values here is engaging worship. And Father, we need to be engaged in worship. We're not here just uh, just to be entertained, but Father, we are here to worship you, and we want to be engaged in that. In 100% in a hundred percent way in our life here especially this morning uh, here as we are worshiping together. So Father help us to engage in worship in a way that is uh, meaningful not just to ourselves personally but Father to you especially because you are the one that we are worshiping. Uh, this morning also we want to uh, keep in prayer uh, the conflict that's going on in the in the Middle East and the, uh, between Hamas and Israel and Father we uh, we pray for the peace of Israel uh, we don't know how that peace is going to be accomplished we don't know when but Father we know that uh, one of these days the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come and he is going to bring peace and Israel will uh, will experience true peace and Father we pray for the peace of, of ourselves as well and in our own hearts Father uh, grant us peace, that uh, even in this world of turmoil, that we will have peace in our hearts, knowing that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ cares for us and has died for us. We also want to lift up Joy Wilson this morning uh, in the return of her lymphoma after uh, 20 years of remission. Father, uh, we, we just pray that uh, you would give her and, and Fred comfort, number one. Uh, as they go through this uh, whole situation again. And, Father, we pray for uh, your healing hand upon her. And, uh, Father, we just pray that you would uh, bring about healing in her, uh, in her body and also uh, in her spirit. For it's in Christ's name we ask this. And, Father, we, we know that we have not been the worshipers that we ought to be at all times. And so, Father, we pray that you would, uh, you would number one, forgive us for the sin of not worshiping you as we should. But, Father, we also pray that uh, that you would uh, help us to to be the worshipers that we ought to be and to worship you in faith and in truth. And also this morning, we uh, pray for Carl Porter in the U.K. and his work there. Father... Uh, they are experiencing some some discouragement at this time and we pray that uh, you would help them to be faithful and to keep on keeping on uh, we know that the work is essential even though sometimes it uh, may be moving very slowly and we pray for uh, you to be at work in the lives of those people there the few folks that they do have who are attending their services and Father that uh, that word might spread and that uh, others might come to know Christ as Savior and join them, and maybe even some, some uh, folks who are already Christians and could step into some positions of leadership there and, and to help others to grow in Christ, that they would join them there as well. And Father, we pray that you would uh, give them Christian friendship and encouragement in each and every uh, day as they, uh, as they seek to serve you there in the United Kingdom. Father, we ask all of these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear the word from the Lord. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but it is the power of God to us who are being saved. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will set aside the intelligence of the intelligent. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the debater of this age? Hasn't God made the world's wisdom foolish? For since in God's wisdom the world did not know God through wisdom, God was pleased to save those who believe through the foolishness of what is preached. For the Jews ask for a sign and the Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. Yet to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength, I mean, and that
1: wisdom and that strength that we find in the gospel is what we sing about together. Would you stand to your feet and let's continue worshiping our crucified and risen Savior.
3: Years I spent in
1: vanity and pride Knowing God the Lord was crucified Knowing not it was for me, he died at Calvary. By God's word at last my sin I learned, and I trembled at the law I spurned, till my guilty soul imploring turned to Calvary. There your mercy and your grace was free. There your pardon multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Now I've given Jesus everything now i gladly own him as my king now my raptured soul can only sing of calvary there your mercy and your grace was free there your pardon multiplied to me There my burden so found liberty at Calvary. There your mercy and your grace was free. There your pardon multiplied to me. There my burden so found liberty at Calvary. the love that through salvation's plan, oh the grace that brought it down to man, oh the mighty gulf that God did spare at Calvary, sing it church,
2: there your mercy
1: and your grace was free. There your pardon multiplied to me There my burden
2: so found liberty at Calvary There
1: your mercy and your grace was free There your pardon multiplied to me There my burden so found
2: the cavalry
1: and your grace was free there your pardon multiplied to me there my burden so found liberty at
2: Calvary
1: there my burden so found liberty at Calvary And as we continue singing together, let's make this our prayer that we would see and hear Calvary. That we would hear and believe the gospel and be changed by it. Prepare our hearts, O God. Help us to read. Break the hard and stony ground, help our
2: unbelief.
1: Plant your word down
2: deep in us,
1: cause it to bear
2: fruit.
1: Open up our us in your truth, show us Christ, show us Christ, oh God reveal your glory through the preaching of your word, until every confesses Christ
2: before Your word
1: is living light upon our darkened eyes guards us through temptation Shines, makes the simple wise. Your word is food for
2: famished ones,
1: freedom for the
2: slave,
1: riches for the needy soul. Come, speak to us. Christ, show us Christ. O oh God, reveal Your glory through the preaching of Your word until every heart confess. the words of eternal life. Where else can we go, Lord? Where else can we go? You have the words of eternal Your word, until every heart confesses, Christ is all. Then maybe so. You may be seated.
4: in your copy of God's Word or on your devices to Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3, we're going to go to verse 1 through 11. If you are first time here or have been gone for a few weeks, we are walking through Philippians uh, and looking at joy, the joy that we have in Christ, that joy is possible. We have it in Christ that can't be taken from us. And today, though, we get warning from uh, God's Word to guard ourselves from the enemies of joy. What are things that we place in our lives that can steal our joy or can uh, keep us from joy? And so today we're going to look at that from what Paul has said to us here in Philippians chapter 3. Verse 1 says, In addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this is no trouble for me, and is a safeguard for you. Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God, Boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. Although I have reasons for confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law of a Pharisee, regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness That is the law, blameless. But everything that was gained to me, I've considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and considered them dung so that I may gain Christ be found in him not having a righteousness of my own from the law but one that is through faith in Christ the righteousness of God based on faith my goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed in his death assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that as we sit under your word, that God, you would pierce through the shell of self-sufficiency that we have made for ourselves and our hearts and minds. May we see you as the thing to be most treasured. And God, your word, as it guides us and changes us, teaches us, and may rebuke us this morning, God may we listen and obey. And God, may we be changed. May we be made more like your son, Jesus. And It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Stefan Breitweiser is a European French man who was known from 1995 to 2000 to be one of the most prolific art thieves in the world. On the tune of every almost 14 days, he was able to go into an art museum and steal steal a very priceless or valuable item. Over that span, he stole over $1.4 billion worth of art. 239 pieces of art, 172 museums were victim of his crimes. Well, what what caused him to do this? What was his desire? Was it to sell them and make money? Was it for them, for him to become rich off of them? No, it wasn't. He loved art so much that he wanted it for himself. He kept them in his apartment. He didn't hide them. He didn't put them away. He didn't sell them off. He wanted them for his own. He said, I enjoy art. I love so much works of art. I collected them and kept them at home. He was found out. He was finally convicted. He spent time in jail. And he thought, everyone thought he had learned his lesson. But actually, back in February of 2019, He was arrested yet again he found resumed had several million dollars worth of roman coins that he had stolen from a nearby museum he was then convicted and is in jail again and this was his words art has punished me you know just like him stefan's love became his downfall And for the same way, often the things that we desire, we long for, that we put our trust and faith in to bring us joy actually becomes our downfall. The things that we think that we're putting, investing, desiring more than anything can actually lead to steal our joy. Paul is telling us That if we are to keep joy, if we are to find joy that never fades, to have joy that never ends, then we must find that in Christ alone. And anything else can become joy stealers. Paul warns that if we make much of ourselves, we make much of the things that we do, then it can actually steal our joy. Friends, we believe and know, as we've talked over the last few weeks, that joy is supernatural. It's the experience of knowing God, knowing Christ fully. It involves a gladness of heart in the things of God. It is a joy that is not dependent on our circumstances, the outcomes of what we do, the things around us, but instead, it is rested in the foundation of the pleasure of Christ, the kingdom of God, fellowship with him and it's an exalting exhilaration in the soul that comes from a heart overflowing in the love of god the love of christ his son the great english pastor he was welsh by birth but dr martin lloyd jones said god's people are meant to be a people who are always rejoicing in the lord but what happens is, is we try to find our joy in our own actions, our own works, our own values, our self-reliance. And when we do so, it steals our joy. Self-reliance is something that we all fall victim to, that we can do it ourselves, Or that we can gain attention from others from our own values. Uh, our own uh, gifts, abilities, work. We do things in order to achieve the joy of people looking at us in a good or vibrant way. This self-reliance can turn into a perfectionism. Perfectionists that we think that if we do everything and everything looks right on the outside, then the attention of others will breed joy in us, and that it will be lasting. Maybe the example of this is maybe someone that you know, a, a very high-achieving, put-together person. Maybe it's a woman who who lives the type of life who, uh, who many would emulate and Congratulate! She's self-manicured and fit. She is, has a house that's impeccable. She bakes from scratch. Her children are polite. She's always prepared in her Bible study lesson. From all outward appearances, her life, her accomplishes are breeding in her the approval from others that she desperately craves. But what is not always obvious when we look at people who are perfectionists, is what they struggle with internally. How they feel on the inside. Is their self-reliance and perfectionism, what is it doing to their soul? What kind of fruit is really being produced? Well, I've talked to many of these people, and these fruit are many actually fruitless anxiety, fear, shame, discontentment, because they're afraid if just a crack is shown, if they fail at one thing or they slow down in another thing, people are going to think less of them. They're not going to see them as perfect anymore. They're not going to get the attention that they want. What joy and privilege it is to speak to those tight people and to speak to all of us today. That instead of looking at joy and our own self reliance and perfectionism, instead we can find hope in the gospel of Jesus. It is there and only there that we can find true and lasting joy. Friends, do you tend to trust in your own abilities and achievements other than the Lord? Do you find yourself justifying your own value or worth at work or school or in your circle of friends? Friends, the joy that you're seeking will not last. And The only joy that will last is not in chasing perfectionism, not seeking the approval of others, not striving to be noticed, But a lasting joy will only come from being known and knowing Christ. In this passage, Paul identifies two joy-stealers that we will look at, and then we will look at the hope that Christ brings to give us joy. So as we're looking through this text, number one, if you're taking notes on your bulletin or on your phones, number one... Basing your salvation on religious activity is a joy stealer. Basing your salvation on religious activity is a joy stealer. Paul writes, In addition to brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this is no trouble for me because it is to safeguard you. Watch out for the dogs. For the evil workers, watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. Paul is speaking to us today to remind us that we cannot obtain righteousness or right standing before God On our account, or our reward, or our good, we can only receive righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. We cannot even own our acceptance by God based on our own activity and action. Instead, it is the free gift of grace that we received. We don't strive for it, work for it, earn for it, Because if we do, it will lead to emptiness. Paul is warning the church at Philippi be careful that you try to earn God's favor through the flesh or through the works of your hands or by trying to earn God's favor because there was false teaching that was going on that was saying otherwise. Paul bursts out in anger, warning the church at Philippi of false teachers who would steal their joy, teaching that there's only one way to earn salvation, and that's by earning favor through your works. Paul is speaking to a group known as Judaizers. These Judaizers were Jewish people who were to say that they would claim Christ as Messiah. But mandated for salvation, you must still keep the Mosaic Law. So they were saying to Gentile Christians, you need to be circumcised in order to be saved. Your salvation was not true, was not meritous, was not good until you, was, you are circumcised in order to obtain favor with God. So Paul really let these people have it. He unleashed what was an alliterated way and form for people to remember that these guys aren't good and don't listen to them. In the original Greek, he used three words that start with the kappa or the K in the, English, in, the, in the Greek. I won't tell you those words because you'll forget them and then don't remember them. But he alliterated it so that they would remember it. He called them dogs, evildoers, and he also called them people who, uh, now I've lost my place, that he, <laughs> that they were mutilating the flesh. These three things to describe what they were doing. First, that they were dogs. Now, uh, in our culture, I've got cute little Dolly at home. And I think Dolly the dog is the most precious thing in the world. But in the first century, dogs roamed the streets, ate trash. They were considered unclean. Paul said these people who claimed to be clean by following the Mosaic law were actually unclean because they were adding something to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Secondly, he called them evildoers. He was saying they were evildoers because their mission was evil, not good. They were they saw themselves as heroic, but they were actually hellish. They were adding something to a gospel that saves something that doesn't save. And he also called them mutilators of the flesh. He was saying this because there were Gentile pagans that to appease their God, that they would mutilate the flesh to appease God in order to, to gain value, to gain worth, or overcome their, their sins or, or their things. And so he said these people who are teaching these things were dogs, evildoers, and mutilators of the flesh he said that this is dangerous you cannot gain acceptance from God by works it doesn't work Paul said that actually instead who are we in verse 3 we are the circumcision the ones who worship by the spirit of God who boast in Jesus Christ who don't put confidence in the flesh. Paul is saying that we who are truly saved by the gospel are not people who come to try to earn favor with God. We have gained favor by God by Christ dying on the cross for us and by faith receiving his righteousness. By this and this work of alone, this grace gift, we are saved by faith for friends if we are trying to earn favor with God by doing things by, by, by earning his, his attention by earning his righteousness by earning our ways to him it will fail because what we're saying is we have more confidence in ourselves than in the grace of God That's burdensome, friends. If you think that you can keep up your own salvation, if you can keep up and earn God's love and attention, it is just as easy to lose it if you think that way. But we know that our salvation is not based on our works. It's based on what Christ has done. You know, friends, this is something that we, we know that that uh, Paul talks about the true circumcision. We're the true circumcision. What he's saying is, is we are truly saved not by works but by faith. Paul used the example over in the book of Romans uh, of Abraham. He said if Abraham was saved by faith, uh, sorry, sorry, saved by works. Then, then we need to be like him. But he said Abraham was not. What does he say? Romans eight, sorry four, one through three. He says, "What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, has found? If Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him." For righteousness but also for us it will be credited to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead he was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification Paul is telling us that we are not justified by our flesh or works but by our faith in Jesus friends we do not have to have another sleepless night worried if we've done enough to merit the favor of God we don't need to toss and turn wondering if God loves us Because God has shown us He loved us through His Son being sacrificed on the cross, that salvation is His work from beginning to end. Because God has chosen us before the foundation of the world, because by faith we have obtained it, because of grace He holds it, because of His power He keeps us. We have no reason to be fearful that we lose it. It is by His work and not ours. It is by his righteousness that we stand before God that we don't merit our own. This past week, October 31st, we many people celebrated and remembered Reformation Day. It marks the day that Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the church at, church at Wittenberg and began a movement that swept across Europe. And again, reforming, going back to God's way And God's word is the only supreme authority for life, leading the church back to the doctrines of justification by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And the reformers and the Puritans were really reacting and speaking out against and saying that the Bible speaks against that damnable doctrine of doubt that the Roman Catholic Church in the 1500s were saying that it was, it was presumptuous for any Christian to say that they could know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they would be saved. That, that the way that they taught then and even in their catechism now was that there was no way to say with certainty we could be saved because we don't know that we, ha- well, uh, we will commit a mortal sin tomorrow we don't know that the other sins that we have that we will make will ever get us good enough to be stand before God in heaven and so to do so would be a sin and instead they would argue that that you have to go to purgatory and that over time that you you might over time be able to stand before God and so when the reformation swept across and said look to what Christ has done for us the whole world began to see I can stay I can say that God loves me yes friend Jesus died on the cross for you Yes, friend, you can go to sleep at night knowing that if you were to die tomorrow, that just as the thief on the cross, today you would be in paradise. That you could know that you have joy not in you earning God's favor, but it had been earned for you at the cross. Friends, we don't have to continue to strive to earn God's favor. Maybe you were raised that way. Maybe you kind of had that ingrained in you that you need to follow all the right rules, get the best grades, be involved in all the extracurricular activities, head up group projects so that you know that it was done right, that you know that you want to make your parent proud by doing everything they wanted you to do That you wanted the teachers to say, boy, it was a joy to have you in class. All of these things that you were saying, I want to build my resume. I want to make sure that God accepts me. Well, friend, Jesus says, come to me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come to faith. See what I've done for you on the cross. Be relieved by the pressure that is building on you. Know that you don't have to to earn my love. Instead, by faith, be loved by me. Friends, don't allow the joy stealer of religion or good works. Steal the joy and know that you can be found in him based on his righteousness and his work. Secondly, Paul warns us that basing your worth on the rags of your work is a joy stealer. Basing your worth on the rags of your work is a joy stealer. Uh, At the end of verse 3, it says, Do not put confidence in the flesh, although I have reasons to have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, on the of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law of a Pharisee, regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness, that is the law, blameless. But everything that was gained to me I have considered to be lost because of Christ. Friends, we cannot base our own value and self-worth based on anything other than the worth of Christ and of God. When we try to achieve and base our worth on ourselves, it becomes a stealer of joy. Paul here is accounting to us his salvation and conversion. And he expressed it in accounting terms. He used it as an accounting Uh, way in a t-square on the left side was his assets on the right side was his liabilities and he said that if I were to gain favor or worth or value look at all of these things that I consider gain look at these all these things that are assets to me do you find yourself doing that in your relationships in life that you look to value your own worth and standing on all these things that you build your life on, Paul said that if he had anyone to base his confidence in the flesh, he could do it. We know Paul. Paul was taught in the the, the most uh, prestigious uh, schools. He he was one of the greatest Pharisees, and then he gives his resume. I could do this. I'm the I'm, I have the best ritual. I was circumcised on the eighth day. I was. Born of Israel, my ethnicity. I can be proud of being a, the people of God. I was His rank. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. He upheld the rules and rituals and the laws. He of the law. He was blameless. He believed. He was zealous. He was zealous for the way. He was passionate about things. So he said, forget about the things that I've done. Look how passionate I am about fulfilling them. Obviously, this is something that makes me of value and of worth. But every deposit that Paul thought he was making into his account and the presence of God, he knew it was just one more debt he said that actually all of these things I now consider rubbish. Off color here in the CSB, dung, excrement, all of this that I had thought that I was building my value, my worth, my attention, all the things that I thought that I was building for my gain, I now realize it was lost. Because we realize that the things that we build our value on are really worthless in the end. Our hearts and minds often are consumed by the fear of man, meaning that we are more concerned about what other people think about us than what God thinks about us. Students, don't you worry? about how you dress and how you behave in the classroom in order to impress others parents aren't you more concerned often about how other parents think about your parenting than about how you're actually discipling your children friends don't we often value build our value on your achievements sometimes in sports our sales numbers our degrees that we've earned and in all of these things we think we're building something for ourselves that give us joy but Paul says these are all rubbish because we understand that these self-reliant things can't bring us joy because they're fleeting they're failing people disappoint us we disappoint ourselves we know that we fail and if we're honest with ourselves these things are actually stealing joy because they're not in Christ if you will admit that the same spiritual self-reliance can breed a sense of superiority over others and easily feed our feelings of insecurity Have I done enough? Am I good enough? Am I enough? What immense freedom we find when knowing that we do not have to work to earn God's favor. Isn't it good to know that our failing perfectionism is covered by the blood of Jesus? Charles Spurgeon observed when We come to Christ. Whatever we have to trust to, we must put away. We must write it on the other side of the ledger. We had entered it as gain. Now we must set it down as a loss. If it's no value whatsoever, it is a loss if I shall attempt to trust any less in Christ. Grace leads a man to renounce his most prized and boasted privileges for Jesus' sake. Brothers and sisters, quit allowing the things that you boast in to steal your joy. The only way for your joy to remain is to boast in Christ, Him crucified. Make Him your prized possession so that if all of those things were taken away from you, you would realize that they were worthless and you were left with what brings you unspeakable, unending joy. Jesus Christ. In him you are valued. In him you're a child of the king. In him you're co-heirs. In him you'll be resurrected from the dead. In him you will be glorified. In him is all joy. And brothers and sisters, we must not build our lives and things that steal our joy what is stealing your joy today what are you counting as a value but is really a loss what is it that you're building your hope and worth and value in is it Christ friends be, beware he says look out it will steal your joy Number three, finally, we understand joy is lasting when you value, when your value is knowing Christ. Look what he puts his hope in in verse 7. But everything that was gained to me I've considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Because of him I suffered the loss of all things and consider them dung so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own in the law, but one through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God is based on faith. My goal is to know him and the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Friends, Paul said, joy is lasting when it is found in Christ. Paul says he's come to realize that now he knows Christ, everything is lost, everything is done, everything because he's found his true treasure. Have you ever tried something that was a knockoff of something very well-known, expensive, valuable, good-tasting. Maybe, you know, when I was younger, we could only afford Dr. Thunder from Kroger. Any Dr. Thunder drinkers? Anybody had that? Okay, okay, Dr. Thunder, good. A couple Dr. Thunder drinkers. You have it, and you drink it, and you're like, oh, this is the best thing ever I've ever had, and this is wonderful, I can't believe it. And then you have Dr. Pepper, and you're like, what have I been missing all this time? I can't believe it. Maybe there's something else that you've, you've, you've been used to the knockoff and that you've just invested in it, known it, and then you find the real thing and you're like, wow, where has this been all my life? Real chocolate, not Hershey's chocolate. Real Good stuff. All these things you think, oh, wow, I, I have found it. But then you find the real thing and you can't believe you are settling for less. Brothers and sisters, that is what it is when you find Jesus. You find the real thing, the only thing, the most valuable thing, the thing that you can depend on forever, the one that brings true, true joy and you realize everything you've built your life on. Why did I waste my life on this? Why did I spend my time? Because this is what I've always wanted. Brothers and sisters, there is freedom in knowing that there is reward and joy in knowing Christ. What did Paul say? My goal is to know Christ You see the goal is knowing Christ and him knowing you not just knowing of Jesus and knowing about Jesus but knowing him personally That we trust on Jesus Christ for our salvation. Friends, this is the difference that you need to know about. If you've walked in this room or maybe you've sat in these pews for decades and you've thought, well, I know Jesus. I want to be on Jesus' team. I, I like those things. It sounds philosophically and even intellectually plausible. But friends, do you know Jesus as Savior and Lord? Do you know him personally? Have you said there is no hope for me in salvation except for an alien righteousness, Jesus' righteousness being placed on me to stand before a loving God that I may be accepted and loved, to know that there is no way to to be forgiven or, or come to salvation except for what Jesus lovingly by grace coming to me, changing my heart so that I might know Him and know Him personally i can live for him know him walk with him grow in him be like him and serve him friends it is this that paul says that he wants to know him so that he knows the power of the resurrection to know the fellowship of the spirit to know that Christ is with him and growing with him in suffering. He's sitting in jail saying, I am in joy because Christ is with me. And all these things, we realize that when we know Christ, everything has been knockoffs all along. Everything else is worthless. So instead of chasing those things, you chase knowing God and being known by him. Jesus said in John seventeen three, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. Friends, do you have a desire to know Jesus intimately? To awake with him each morning, to live each day with him in his presence? to know the inexhaustible joy of being his servant, to being his friend, people, things, attention will disappoint us, but Jesus never will. It is extremely, entirely joyous and satisfying in knowing him. Friends, there is an ocean of joy in knowing Christ. Do not settle for the things that steal your joy let us pray Heavenly Father thank you for this reminder from our word to guard our joy to guard our hearts to treasure what is most important knowing you and God I confess many days many times building my life on attention of others being a good pastor, to be seen as a good father and husband, to be observed and attention for those, those things. But Christ, oh, how I know that the only thing that matters is you. So may we repent, may we come to you of the things that we've built our life on, that are stealing our joy. And God, may Anyone here that does not know you, see how honored and loved and worthy we are by being known and loved by you and you alone. May they cry out to you for salvation today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Let's stand to our feet and sing out as we can uh, commit ourselves. Your will be done, my God and Father, as in heaven, so on earth. My heart is drawn to self-exalting. Help me seek your kingdom first. As Jesus walked, so shall I walk, held by your same unchanging love. Be still, my soul, oh, lift your voice and sing, Father, not my will, but yours be done. How in the garden he persisted, I may never truly know of true obedience it was held by him alone what wondrous faith to bear the cross to bear my sin what wondrous love my hope was sure when there my savior prayed father not my will but yours I am lost when I am broken in the night of fear and doubt. Still, I will trust in my good father. Yes, to one great king I bow. As Jesus rose, so shall I rise in a ransom glory at the throne? My heart restored. All your saints I see, Father, not my will, but yours be done. As we go. Through. This name we overcome, for you shall see us safely home. Now as your church, we lift your voice and pray, Father, not my will but your And in Your name we overcome, for you shall see us safely home, now as your church. Lift our voice and pray, Father, not my will, but Yours be done. Father, not my will, but Yours be done. Father, not my will, but yours be done. Father, So let's grab a seat and watch this video about uh, what uh, Trunk or Treat looked like
4: last week. We had a great time and thank you to everyone who served and donated candy. I had to make two more candy runs because we had so many people. We probably had, uh, we're just estimating somewhere between 600 and plus people uh, come as parents and kids and everything. So yeah, yeah, that's all pretty cool. Uh, we, uh, so even with the rain, it didn't deter people and our community sees us as a safe option to come and have a good time and so we're very thankful for that and so with that said we had people vote on uh on who was the best and so everybody did an awesome job we are so thankful for everybody but we had a couple that stood out among the rest and so we wanted to say number one the first place was the brownings and the wonka factory so so somebody wants to come Ida Naron's collecting, and we also say that, uh, I don't think we had a picture of that, but Derek stood in that plastic tube for two hours, and, uh, uh, and so we we're thankful that he earned that, there, oh, there we go, yep. Second place, our mad scientist, Clarissa, yay! She did experiments on her table, and she wowed the crowd, and so we we're very thankful for you. And finally, the Ralph siblings. So who wants to collect this? you all have to fight each other over it for the Zelda uh, themed ones. So we're thankful for them. It was awesome. So what a great time. What a great uh, night to serve our community. And I uh, had so many people come through. And so uh, just so you know, some people didn't know, and of course it was crazy. Each bucket had a, had a gospel track, and they, uh, the first 100 had free canes, kids, things. And then when they came by our table, they got invitation to our Christmas activities. And so we really did a good job of trying to connect them to the next event. And uh, so we hope that that produces fruit for us. So we're grateful to do that. A couple quick things before we close. Um, Guests, if you're here, we're glad that you're here. We hope you do take your next step in connecting with us more. If you have not done that QR code, do that now. Or if you want to do the paper one, you can go to our Next Steps desk, which is through the double doors to the immediate left. Uh, There at the Next Steps desk, they can ask you answer lots of questions. We hope your next step is in a life group. Uh, they meet throughout the week or on Sundays, and we'd love for—I for, know—they'd love for you to be their guest this week as they meet. So uh, go there, find out more about life groups and, or D groups, and uh, see how you can connect. But this is a way for us to know how we can serve you better. Uh, we have begun a starting point new members class. We've always had the first meeting. Now we have time for two left. So if you would like to come and know more about joining Hebrew Baptist Church, its ministry and mission, go by the Next Steps desk and sign up, and we'll see you next week. And we'll make sure, Kit, you caught up from this first session, but we'd love to have you. Tonight, most importantly, is our a time with Dr. Chuck Lawless, Spiritual Warfare Conference. He is the expert on, on spiritual warfare. And just so you know, uh, spiritual warfare is real. It is, it is satan and his people against god's people and how do we navigate that uh, all throughout the scene i was experiencing spiritual warfare things that god wanted to distract me about not say do and that happens all the time to all of us right so tonight come how you can have biblical foundations to go through spiritual warfare dr lawless is amazing so please come and bring a friend we would love to have this room filled for him, we have people opened up for the the association so we hope that you'll come tonight from 4 to 6 o'clock a couple of Thanksgiving things that are coming up, the Boone County Adult Workers Thanksgiving lunch is Monday, November 20th, we've been doing this for 49 years, believe that or not and uh, we've been serving these people, so we need help in a couple of ways first of all, if you could donate items of food a lot of it is things that you could just purchase and send and somebody will make them uh, some of it is things you do need to make uh, go by that list that is over is it out there now Kay? it's over on the bulletin board uh, across the hallway sign up for something and bring it and this will help provide the meal it's about a hundred or so people we feed every year it's always great to see these uh, adult uh, adults that have special needs they come and we get to love on them and serve them. They look forward to it and we love serving them. And so we hope that you could do that. Another way to serve, you can if you can't buy something, donate money. That'll help us go for the turkeys or whatever else we need to buy. You can do that. Or most importantly, if you can come, I know we know that's a Monday before Thanksgiving. A lot of you have to work or saving off time and different things. We could love to use your uh, opportunity to serve. That's basically serving food, taking food off tables, coming, making food. There's a lot of ways that you can serve. So please sign up to do that as well. That's on November 20th. Now, the day before, something the day of the year that I look forward to is our Thanksgiving lunch after church. We will have... uh, um, lord's supper together we will give thanks to god together in that service and we will have a thanksgiving lunch right after church the turkey ham and bread will be provided you need to provide a side and a dessert to come and bring along to share it's a great time we hope that you'll come it's in two sunday believe it or not two sundays from now time is flying so we hope that you come be a part of that gospel to every home is next week make sure you come and plan to be a part of that be a part of our child care prayer or visiting team's Uh, abundant life uh, food pantry needs instant mashed potatoes this month so if you can serve that uh, give that donate that for them as they hand that out and then something that I needed to explain because it's probably confusing uh, our youth group is doing what's called the great turkey race next Sunday evening now what is this well they are collecting food for families over at Connor High School for Thanksgiving and they have a specific list But the way that they get this food is by a race, kind of two teams doing a scavenger hunt. If you would like to provide some of these items uh, and say, hey, you can come by my house and uh, I'll have these items ready for you. Out on the, is it out on the table? Out on the table across the hallway, just write your name and address and what one of those items you know that you'll have laying. Hopefully they're already laying around your house. They're in your pantry, maybe they're in the back corner or something that you don't mind giving or picking up between now and then. But help our youth out. It'll be a fun evening, a scavenger hunt, but they need your help to do it. So if you write your name, say, hey, you can come by our house. We'll be around that time, and uh, we'll we'll be glad to give you those items if you come by. Okay, hopefully you understand that. If you have questions... Thank you. November 12th. Next Sunday is when that's happening. Not in December. Thank you. And if you have any questions, see Kyle. He will explain it. I'm doing it in a quick manner, but hopefully you, he will explain it. But basically, if you have items and are willing for the youth to come to your door and you say, here's a can of corn. Don't throw it at them. Just, you know, <laughs> just hand it to them. Alright, I think those are all... Oh, one last thing. This Thursday, the ninth is a special day because we have not one but two important birthdays I don't know if I were supposed to tell their age but uh, Shirley Clayton will be 89 and Gene Thompson will be 94 this Thursday isn't that awesome Gene, Gene did I get that right is it 94 or 49 I'm sure Forty nine, okay, that's what well let's let's sing happy birthday to and we'll say to Shirley and Jean. Okay. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, Shirley and Jean. Jean. Happy birthday to you. We're thankful for you both. We're very thankful for you both. Have, hope you have a great birthday. Now, let's have our time of worshiping through giving. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to sing the gospel, hear the gospel, proclaim the gospel, and now we give as we for the gospel's proclamation to the ends of the earth. We're thankful for the opportunity to be generous as you were and to give of our finances for the good of the gospel. May we be faithful in this and may you bless what is given today. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: You have called us out of darkest night into your glorious light. That we may sing the wonders of the risen Christ. May our every breath retell the grace that broke into our strife. With boundless love and deepest joy within us. Let's stand to our feet and sing. May the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad. All your blessing comes that we may praise, may praise the name of Jesus. All the earth is yours and all within. Each harvest is your own. And from your hand we give to you to make Christ known. May the seeds of mercy grow in us
2: for those who have not heard.
1: May songs of praise build lives of grace to spread yours. May the peoples praise you, that the nations be glad. All your blessing comes that we may praise, may praise the name of Jesus. This our only privilege to your praises and your name to every nation tribe and tongue your church
2: proclaim
1: may the peoples praise you that the nations be glad all your blessing comes that we may praise may praise the name of the Lord Almighty worthy worthy is the Lamb who was slain holy holy is the Lord Almighty all creation praise your
2: glorious name
1: may the peace Praise you Let the nations be glad All your blessing comes That we may praise May praise the name of Jesus May the peoples praise you Let the nations be glad Have a great week.